You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous Podcast, uh, I'm always looking for people to call in. This is a call-in advice show where I talk to total strangers about all kinds of things. I like to give people advice, so... Uh, if you have a problem and you want to call in, you could do that. If you have a secret life or a naughty life or you have like a really interesting life that you want to talk about to everybody, <laughs> you could be on my show. Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be in the show. Uh, I used to always go on Craigslist to find my people and I, I was always like, you can't make this shit up. The people on Craigslist is like out of control. But now I have so many listeners, people just write in all the time, which is great. Um, so today I have on a guy named Don who was on my show previously. If you want to hear his first episode, I think it's like 2.30 maybe is that his episode. I don't know. I say the exact, the right number when we're talking to him. But, uh, he was a guy who caught his wife cheating and then he was like totally revenge fucking escorts behind her back. (laughs) He stayed with her, right? And acted like he was past it, but he was like fucking escorts behind her back. And we talk all about that in the first episode. But he wrote in recently, he said he had an update and I didn't know anything to do with the update. I had no idea. I was like, is he still revenge fucking escorts? Is he still in therapy? Because right after we spoke, he got into therapy. Um, It turns out he got into uh, therapy with like a young, hot (laughs) 28-year-old. who he instantly, quote unquote, clicked with. (laughs) Uh, And some shit is going down there. Like, I'm not going to give it away because I didn't know going into the call what was going on, what the update was. And that's always like the best way, I think. It makes it more interesting. So uh, that's what we talk about. His inappropriate, unprofessional, hot therapist. Are they fucking yet? You're going to have to listen. Are they going to fuck? You're going to have to listen. Is he still fucking escorts? You're going to have to listen. (laughs) And you will find out all of those questions. But uh, so anyway, I'm going to be right back on. Oh, and then you're also going to hear some like crazy shit that happened to him when he was younger, which didn't come out on the first episode because the young hot therapist is the one that got him to reveal some crazy things that, I mean it's like so crazy to me what happens to people when they're little like more people are molested like I used to hear like one out of every four people were molested and I always knew that you know and which means a lot of people fucking are and I just can't begin to explain like how much crazy shit I've heard from people who call into this show about what like kind of stuff went down when they were younger and this guy has like one really hardcore thing that happened to him in a hospital with a nurse when he was young it involves him a nurse and a hard-on um but anyway so we talk about that too so anyway I'll be right back on with Don do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous uh, hey, Don, welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast for your update show. Thanks. You're gonna, Thanks. You have an update for me. I don't know anything about the update. I just know that you have an update, right? 
Yep. And let's refresh everyone's memory about who you are and what your story was. You were, and I was just literally before I started taping was trying to figure out which guy who got cheated on that was fucking escorts were you, right? Because I've had a bunch of guys on that that has happened to, right? Um, You caught your wife cheating with a guy from work. Like it was pretty hardcore, right? And anybody can listen to your episode. I'll have the exact episode. What was the number of your episode? Do you remember? It was uh, 216, Uh, 216. Yeah. Someone could listen to that. And after you found out and everything, I mean, you guys like, you knew this couple, like it was, it was all work related thing. Like you kind of had your suspicions. Then you found out a while later, right? It wasn't like right away. No, it was quite a few years later. Yeah, Yeah. Years later you found out and, uh, and then you started to, you got past it and you stayed with her, but you maybe didn't get so past it because you were like revenge fucking escorts, right? Like, and that was your deal. Yep, that's right. Um, and then there was some sort of like an open relationship situation that maybe you guys were toying with, right? Because of this whole situation sort of brought that up and is sort of into the conversation between you guys, right? Yeah, after maybe about a year or so after I found out and yeah. found the truth out, we started to discuss maybe opening it up a little bit, maybe starting with another girl or another couple, maybe just playing around in the same room. We've toyed with the idea. We haven't moved too much forward with that yet, mm-hmm. but we're still discussing it. Right. Now, wait, let me ask you this, because you're going to be refreshing my memory, but you'll also be like sort of helping other people that are listening. Like, how did like sort of the whole cheating situation lead into you guys discussing having staying together, but opening your relationship up to other people? I think we just we both accepted what happened and we both sort of are on the same plane where we've been together so long now and it's kind of an interesting idea to open it up and play like if we can survive this bit then we should be able to survive anything we're pretty comfortable with each other even though there's still a little bit of animosity in there from everything like i'm not going to lie about it that's kind of what leads into the update okay uh uh-huh Oh, you're probably still revenge fucking escorts or did uh, my guess is this and don't tell me if I'm right yet. My guess is that either A, you're still fucking escorts or B, she caught you. But uh, don't tell me yet what the answer is because I want to just wait for that. Okay. But so so do you think it had to do with the fact that you were like you sort of were faced with the hardest thing that most people have to deal with is that the person that they love that they thought was monogamous was like completely fucking somebody else. Right. That's like the hardest pill to swallow if you're, especially if you're not ready for it. Right. And it comes from out of nowhere and it was secretive and whatever. But do you think because you swallowed that pill and you dealt with it, right. And you had to accept it and then you moved on that it sort of helped you be more open to that kind of situation because you already sort of know that she's been with other people or do you think that doesn't play into it at all? I don't know. No, no, that's, that, that is definitely part of it because it, it's crossed my mind. Like the barrier's already been crossed and I mean, it's not going to make it any worse. And if I'm involved with it in my mind anyway, it, it makes it okay. Like as long as I'm involved, yeah, it's fine. That's as long as we're all in agreement, like I'm, if she's there or I'm there, in my mind, none of us are cheating and it's all in agreement as long as we discuss ahead of time what boundaries we don't cross and what rules we have. In my right. mind, anyway, that's the way it should be. Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, right, because then there's not that whole trust thing that that is. That's right. Right. That's really what's so devastating, right? Because that is the biggest thing. Like like I said before, the last time I should say, 
we've been together for a long, long time. And she's actually, she was my first real experience. Uh-huh. And, and so you lost your we virginity were, with her is what you yes, said. Right. Uh-huh. For the most, for the most part. Yeah. And, and like I said, I was very devoted. I didn't, I did Yes, I looked, everybody looks, but I never seriously ever thought about having any kind of affair or cheating on her. I was very, very loyal. No, that was what was so, that's why I called the title was you were revenge fucking because it was obviously you were going against who you are. And I've said this before in my podcast and I'm sure I said it in your episode and I've said it in other people's. Like some people think it's okay to fuck other people behind someone's back. It's just the way that it's where they're at and they don't feel like it's bad. They're maybe doing it for whatever reason, right? But that's what they're doing. And but it's actually worse when you're somebody like you who doesn't believe in it, but you're doing it. And because it is coming out of like a spiteful place, like you're actually lowering who you are or being someone that you're mm-hmm. not sort of to get back at someone. And that weighs on you. Right. Because maybe you feel yeah. guilty about it and everything. Whereas the guy that is OK with it or justifies it in some way, it's just, just a different breed of animal. You know what I mean? That guy, it's it's different for that guy to do it than for you. Right. Because it's just right. you're different than that person. Right. We talked about that. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. We mm-hmm. talked about that and it was kind of like I wasn't ever told like no one ever came out and said you should marry one person, you should always be faithful. I just right. when I you. grew up mm-hmm. that's it. When I grew up that's kind of what everyone beat into your head sort of thing. I didn't get told specifically I should do that, but uh-huh. that's the way I thought things should be. You would devote yourself to one person and but I wasn't against okay if it doesn't work out you you move on but at the same time I thought we were getting along fine everything seemed good I mean I was kind of blindsided even though I had my suspicions right I thought I thought everything was good and the truth but, is you were okay like I mean how long how many years were you monogamous before you started re- with the escorts oh Jesus uh probably 20 years right so that's a long time and especially considering this was the only pussy yes. you ever got right like i mean this is the girl you lost your virginity. you've been with you were with one woman and for 20 years you were okay so you really are like the poster boy of monogamy like it really is and it's easy for you right it wasn't like it wasn't like right i mean to do it for 20 years and be okay or was it torture i don't know <laughs> it, no it wasn't torture because honestly i i said it on the last time i called in i i really was really uh i'm really shy i don't I didn't get out a hell of a lot when I was in high school. I didn't date really much. So when I found somebody, I was so grateful that somebody would kind of just put up with me and let me, let me just be who I was and accept me. It was great. And that was kind of the other problem. It made it really worse because it wasn't only my wife. It was my friend. It was my other friend. It was like so many different betrayals. It really fucked my mind up. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's... That's. that's what, yeah. And then, because what I did was after we called, uh, we talked the last time, I took your advice and I went. What was my advice? Let's remind me. The first part was It wasn't to, not, to tell her. <laughs> no, it yeah. was to not scratch the itch if I had it. Right. And it was mm-hmm. to maybe to get another therapist because I went to see somebody before and they kind of brushed me off. It was the one where one of the women asked me if I'd ever done anything I was ashamed of in my life. And I kind of took that like it's different you know it's hard to explain you tell somebody something and they can judge you really quickly yeah if they don't know the backstory but i took that i took i obviously i still remember it so i'm not very happy about it It was for me it was a dick thing to say right well she said was that what what did she say did she say to you did you do what did she say exactly and what did you say 
what happened was we went in together to see, to be evaluated. Oh, right. I remember. She sort of like yeah. accused you or tried to be like, he, don't you understand her? Like, haven't you ever done anything bad? She kind of like tried to make you feel like exactly. it wasn't that her, big of a yeah. deal that she's human. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I took it. Mm-hmm. Her words were, haven't you done anything you've been ashamed of before? And I'm like, well, not like that. You know, like yeah. I'm not. I mean, come on. There's so many le- more layers to what she did. And especially, I mean, she can't say that to you. You were the victim of what she did i mean you know it's that's so ridiculous that that really pissed me off because i was not in the first of all i was really angry and i wasn't in the mood to not to not negotiate but i was just i was just i was looking for help because uh, i needed it i'm not going to joke around it i needed help i was really confused what i should do yeah because i wanted to stay for my daughter but at the same time i didn't want to stay if i wasn't going to be happy because what's the point yeah but we've worked on it since. and You but found I, a new therapist? Well, that's, yeah. What I did was uh, the company I work for is actually pretty good. We have a, a separate program where if you need help, it's all anonymous. You call, you basically tell them your problem yeah. and they set you up. Yeah. So I called and they set me up with somebody. And mm-hmm. I went to see, it was, it was an older guy. Mm-hmm. He was okay, but I didn't get a good vibe from him. I just don't know what it was. So yeah. I... I said, you know what, I'm going to think about it. And I called them back and I said, listen, I don't, I don't have a connection. I'd like to see if I could get somebody else. So they, they said they'd call me back in a couple of weeks because they'd have to search. Cause in my area, I'm pretty in a pretty rural area yeah. and there's not, a, and there's not a ton around anyway, they called me back and they said they had somebody that was just starting up, but I'd have to travel about an hour to go see. I said, it's fine. Oh, so interesting. I went, okay. So I went and it's a younger woman. And right away we connected pretty good. Like I thought this is somebody that I can talk oh, to. Oh, I hope your update is that you're banging her now. No, <laughs> well, oh well, oh. just, just oh. wait. Oh, okay. I love, this is why I love you. I love no, these kind I, of stories. Oh, maybe that's not it. I don't know. Just don't tell me yet. I, well, that's what I, at the end, I'll sort of need your advice. Okay. Okay. Because anyway, started seeing her and I, I go every other week just because that's what they pay for. So I don't want to pay the extra, but it started off, I told the same story I told you yeah. through the whole thing, but we went through a few more details because obviously I have more time. I'm able to kind of, and I actually, I remember things as I'm going, because as you start talking things through, you obviously remember more detail yeah. details. So, uh, but she right away, it was almost like talking with a friend because mm-hmm. you felt comfortable. You had an instant I connection felt, with her. I always I, tell people with therapists, it's like a date. Like, you know, the right one when you meet them. And, but most of the time you have to like do like what you do in dating or is like, you know, go on a couple first dates with people and yeah. like, this is not right. And then you meet the right one. You just know. And it, you know, so you're lucky that you found that person on the second runaround, right? You, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, maybe three or four sessions in after I told her all the backstory and yeah. some of the other stuff there, she basically came out and told me, she says she doesn't blame me at all for what I did. She doesn't actually think it was anything wrong with what I was doing because when she was younger, well, she's, I think, I don't know what age she's probably 28. She said when she was in college, she had a boyfriend and something similar happened to her. She was very loyal. She'd been with him for four or five years. And all of a sudden she found out that she was banging one of her friends Mm-hmm. so she she instantly she was younger she broke it right off and then she decided to just go out and bang everything that she could which i kind of like she started telling me some of her stories so i was kind of interested then oh my god this is so inappropriate 
I know, I know. Right. And then she started. No wonder why. Then, oh my god. <laughs> now this. Then the thing is, after that, it's almost like after you hear some of that, it's like talking with a friend. Like I said, it's yeah, it's, like it's, you know, yeah. That's because that's you know what it is. Listen, there's a difference between when you talk to a friend and when you talk to a therapist because there's something called fucking boundaries. Okay, when you have a yeah. friend, there are no boundaries. There's no rules that's or regulations true. when you're having a conversation, right? But when you're having a conversation with a therapist. There are fucking boundaries. Like they do not t- start telling you shit about their life, especially not that they were banging the world. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But oh so, my god. Yeah, Let me ask you then, this really quick because I want to just get a paint a picture. Like, are you doing this over the phone or are you in person? You would drive an hour, no, right? So you, right. Yeah, Was she hot? Person. Is she hot? Like she's uh, twenty eight. And well, how old are you? I'm forty five. Okay, so you walk in. There's a twenty eight year old chick there right and the fact that she's telling you she's fucking all these people like what is she on a scale of one to ten well in my opinion she's about a nine she's oh, really oh my god yeah no it, so do you think I'm... you had an instant connection with her as a like a therapist patient or as a man woman <laughs> chemistry like it's probably a bit of both because right. instantly it was the man woman thing instantly i mean I'm she was really attractive was... no i th- yes. listen you're a man it's hard not to it's in your it's in your dna right to just look at an attractive woman and yep. maybe get a partial woody <laughs> and actually I thought about right away not going through with it because I was a little bit afraid I wouldn't be able to be comfortable talking with her because. Yeah, because you're attracted to her. Yeah, that would have been. You should have not gone further with her, but then we wouldn't have a really good episode that I feel like we're going (laughs) to have. So I'm glad you stuck with it. (laughs) Well, is after we got through the first couple talking about what had happened and then sort of what I had done, she started to go back and, sort of dig a little bit deeper and peel the layers off and try to see if she could figure out maybe if there was more to it than just me revenge fucking somebody and okay she started she wanted to ask like like she wanted to ask about my first real experience like because well wasn't this I, woman the your first real experience well for intercourse yes mm-hmm. like she will she wanted to actually go back and know when i first started to like Get hard and get horny. Exactly. Right. Okay, cool. That's smart. I like, I normally probe like that. Tell me, and what was, what what was the deal? What was, what did you tell her? First, I'd not forgotten about it, but it was something I'd sort of put in the back of my mind. But I remember when I was in elementary school, I think grade six or seven, maybe I was probably 12 or 13. I remember I had a friend I used to go over quite often. And one day I went over and we were sitting there and he, you want to see something cool? I said, sure. So he went, he came back and he had a videotape in his hand, put it in and he had his father's, one of his father's porn stash. There's yeah. So he put the video on, we watched it. And that was the exact, actually the first time I'd ever seen any kind of porn. Of course, it's not like it is now where you can just turn anything on and see it. It was a videotape and you had to kind of rifle through it. Yeah. And he put that on and I was pretty much addicted at the second I saw that. Like I'd never seen it before. I'd seen a little bit in magazines, but it's a little bit different when you see it in full motion on on your TV. Oh, please. I know. I always talk about how like you no one can have that experience anymore because porn is just like there and it's so much that the the um, like the feeling you got when you got to see something Something because it was so naughty and it was exactly. so unavailable so like anything could be it was like the greatest thing ever like striking oh, gold yeah. <laughs> right 
So it wasn't a big deal, but we watch it for a few minutes, put it away. But the first no, thing but it w- it was wasn't home. a big deal, or it was a big. deal? It was a big deal, but we didn't like I said, we didn't like jack off in front of each other. Right. right. It was just, okay. Yeah. But the first thing I did when I got home was I started rifling through my parents' stuff because I said they've got to have a tape too. And sure enough, I found one. Okay. And from that, <laughs> pretty much from that moment on, I've been addicted to watching it. Like I constantly, constantly have it on now. You know, like it. It sounds kind of sick in a way, but I'll be doing something and then I'll have my iPad on and I'll have it playing in the background. I'll sort of just kind of peek in on it. Meaning porn, just any kind of porn. Okay. Yep. Anyway, so that was, that was the first thing I remember, but about two years later, I think I was in high school and I had appendicitis and my appendix burst. I had to go in the hospital. And at the time, this was back in the late eighties, the hospital that's near us didn't have any kind of air conditioning. Mm Mm-hmm. So I had a really high fever. I had a bad fever because of the infection. And so every night I had to get sponge baths from the nurse. So every four hours. How old are you again at this point? I'm going to, I think it was about 14. Okay. So 14 years old, I'm in the hospital and Mm -hmm. every, I think it was every four hours. I don't remember now. They came and I was not really in it because I was really sick. They gave me a sponge bath to cool me down. They brought their fan in to cool me out. Everything was good. About three or four days into it, there was a woman working the night shift and I didn't know her, but she asked me, she said, you know, I don't remember her name, Judy, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, she was a couple of grades older than me. She goes, well, I'm her mother. So that's nice. Nice to meet you. And course i'm about 100 pounds soaking wet yeah not very big by that time i started to feel better so the second night she comes in she starts to give me the sponge bath and i kind of had an erection uh-huh and she she looks at me she says well you're not going to be able to go to bed with that and i said probably not and she went down and she just grabbed it by her hand and she just gave me a hand job wait, wait, and, wait a second how did we miss this on my first call i know I, I love that 28-year-old dig deep therapist. Look at the shit uh, she revealed. Okay, wait a second. Well, Let's go slowly here because this is fascinating to me. This was not only a nurse. This was a girl in your school's mother. Like this yep. wasn't like a 19-year-old nurse. This was like probably like a 30-year-old nurse or 35-year-old. Yeah, I'm, gu- I'm guessing, yeah. She was 30 or 35. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Oh, my God. God, so she's someone's mom. She already told you that. She sees your dick hard and she jerks you off. Yep. Whoa. Yeah, I, and I was so fucking horny at the time and so young, I didn't know what to do, but I said, I'm just going to lay here and let it go because what, <laughs> yeah. what else could I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I, but she did that. I maybe lasted 15 seconds mm-hmm. and that was that. And she was in a couple nights after, but she had couple times she had like student nurses with her so it never happened again but it was uh that was my first time basically getting having an orgasm by somebody else let me ask you this like after she jerked you up and you came like did she say anything or like or did she just like per, like act professional about it like did she say like how was it like i don't know like what did she say after she all she did was clean me up gave me my sponge bath and she just have a good sleep and that was it Wow. Interesting. I wonder how she frames that sort of scenario. Like, does she think she was just doing you a favor? Like, was uh, she like a pedophile? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, it's a weird scenario. Yeah, it's a weird. It, it was one of the, like, at the very, at the time like, it Did you started, get raped? Uh, like, do you think it's abuse? That's it. Right? I at mean. The, the, 
the very first second or two, I'm like, this isn't right. But then I'm like, I don't care. It's, it's, well, because you couldn't help it because your body reacted physically to it and you were oh, super yeah. turned on. But in your mind, you knew there was something not right about it. I mean, right. I mean, talk about yep. boundary crossing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. So this is interesting. So there was that. And then I told her, I remembered afterwards, there was a time where when I lived, uh, the town we lived in as a kid, it was kind of, again, in the rural area, but yeah. behind behind our house, there was like a small river that ran through the woods. It was about a five minute walk from our house and it was kind of near a road, but you couldn't see it from the road, if that makes any sense. Uh-huh. I, we used to play down there all the time as kids. And one day I walked down there and somebody had left three or four magazines out by the river i don't know i don't remember what they were but they were say hustlers or something like that yeah so i i grabbed those fucking things and i took them through the woods there and i hid them because i said that's my treasure right there i'm yeah you could always come out there read them do your thing and go back oh Uh yeah so there was one time i well more than one time i used to run down after school and i check him out and i do my thing and go home Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know what it was but being out in the woods there you're out in the open it was kind of i don't know it felt free so yeah yeah one but there was one day I went down there and I started going through them. I was in my own world taking care of that. And I happened to be pretty close to finishing myself off. And I looked up and just about, I don't know, 10 or 15 feet from me, there was just a guy standing there looking at me. He was watching me and I stopped dead in my tracks. And he, all he said was, it's okay. And I said, sure. And I finished off and I kind of, I was so in the zone that I did <laughs> I, what it's I didn't okay. realize. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that he was jerking off too. No, he just stood there and watched. And then he went on as we had a fishing pole with him and he walked on his way. And that's the only thing I, I was so into what I was doing that I wasn't paying attention to my surroundings. I didn't realize. Yeah. That yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. Almost I mean, right on. next to a trail. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that was the last time I did that because I said, I can't get caught again like that. Cause I felt, I felt pretty embarrassed, but at the same time it was kind of, sort of hot at the same time like it was kind of neat that somebody who sat there watching me do something like that right so apart there was something kind of you were kind of like horny for that scenario yeah okay interesting that's it and like as we talked about things like that that was basically i mean it's as slow as that was that was basically everything i had until i met my wife and but that's like kind of like uh, those are two i think very major things that happened to you when you were younger that aren't typical for other people right i don't think right i mean especially the nurse thing i I don't know what was going on in that guy's head like was he watching you and horny for you or was he like an older man that just sort of saw a young kid jerking off and understood it and was cool about it you know i i don't know Right. Yeah, it's, I don't know either. I never saw him before. I never saw him again. I have no. And he clue. walked like don't you don't know. know how long. And I don't, you know. And like, did you like? Did you find yourself fantasizing about men sort of watching you? Like after that, like did it imprint in you in some way? <sighs> you think? Yeah, it did a little bit because when we talked last time, I never mentioned that there was a couple times there when this was all going on, when I was doing my revenge fucking, yeah. there was, there was a, there's a porn theater not too far from us. that's closed uh-huh. now. Mm-hmm. And I used to go once in a while and I get into the mood there and I, the same thing, I'd start uh, taking care of myself and then people would be watching. And people would be walking in other guys, right? Yes. Uh-huh. In the theater, right? And that was sort of, I think 
from that experience, like you're right. I think it, I never even thought of it until I started telling her about it. Yeah. But I pieced the two together and I said, I, now that I think of it, maybe that's part of where that came from. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the exhibition part of it. Yeah. And maybe it's because it just happened in the middle of like, you, you know, you, you think about it, like there you are so sort of horny and turned on. And then that situation is right there. So it imprints as a, as a turn on, yeah. right. It's maybe yeah. you would have never, that wouldn't have been a turn on if that experience never happened. Right. Maybe yes. it's like, I don't really know about psychology. I always say I have, I give unprofessional advice, but it makes sense. Right. If like in the middle of you being really horny, something happens and you're so horny, you attribute you like you now every time that happens again, it, you remember the feeling that you had when you saw mm-hmm. it, right? So of yep. it makes sense, and especially I think when you're it's when you're in your formative years, those things do play into it. And because I, I mean, I've had people on that are into some weird things, like the one the poor girl that was into farting, and she could only get off if she was. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like. And there was, I think there was something that happened like that would turn her on. And like, you know, she sort of wired herself to be into that. You know what I mean? So these kind of things could sort of happen. And then all of a sudden, these are sort of turn ons for you. And they, but they, yep. from, they come from somewhere a lot of times, I think. Yeah. So now you guys yep. are, you and your, your lady, your girl, she's not even a lady. Yes. She's like a young, hot piece of ass, right? She's a nine and you're going to her. And you're telling her all this stuff. She tells you her stories, right? And you're mm-hmm. telling her that stuff. And then what starts to happen between you guys? Uh, like I said, she she asked me about how thing like how I started off, and I like I told you, I told her about the watching the porn when I was young and all these little stories there. And then I said, really, basically, from after that happened, nothing much happened between then and when I met my wife. But I still always had that. I really, really liked watching porn. I mean. Yeah. Of course, at the, my at the time, my parents had one tape which had like two or three movies on it. I watched it over and over, and like you said, yeah. it's it sort of imprinted on me. Because she asked me, she like, what is it that you remember the most about it? And there wasn't really a lot that stood out, but it's the one thing that I think that I took from that is it's not a fetish, but I really like when women wear stockings and like garters, you know, heels. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that, and at the time, I remember too that in that movie they all were wearing them, so it's sort of again, my first imprint sort of put it on me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I told her that and I said, even to this day, when I, when I, uh, look at, when I watch porn, I mean, a lot of times I look for a search for that. When I see the thumbnail, I click on that and that's what I do. When you and see the girl it, with the high heels, you mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then when I would back, when I was doing my revenge fucking, I would call in a lot of times I would always be attracted to the pictures that had the girls in those right away. And I'd always ask if they could wear them, if they had. It was only one time I ever got somebody to wear it, and it didn't go all that well, but right. it's another story. Right. But it was one of those things I was chasing that dragon steady. So, mm-hmm, for sure. Like I said, it's she thinks I have sort of an addictive personality. Like when I really like something, I really, really like it. I can't, I can't get away from it sort of thing. I have to... Yeah, I'm always I'm chasing not, that dragon. Yeah, I get that. Some people are like that. And, and when you know that you're like that, that's why it's so important, like kind of like never to scratch an itch because once you do and you give into it, it's almost like, you know, the floodgates open and you can't stop, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, and That's right. Yeah. So it's sometimes better not to even go there. So, so you, she, how detailed does she get as far as like her stories about her shit with you? Not not terribly detailed she told me basically what i told you she had that one guy well the one guy that time where she was with somebody for a couple years three Mm -hmm. years whatever and then 
that's where she said she just pretty much she decided to get revenge. She, she let all her inhibitions go and just did whatever she could, which was in her case, I can imagine she didn't have a lot of trouble. Yeah. So that's, she didn't go into that much detail. She was more into asking me, asking me. And I, like I said, I felt so comfortable after a couple visits that I just didn't hold back anymore. Well, that listen, it, that's it, important. It is important. And like, you know, maybe it wasn't, I don't know because you haven't told me the whole thing yet and you do need my advice as far as I think you're going to ask about advice with your relationship with your therapist maybe where it's at or where it's going. I don't know. But, you know, I do think like a therapist's job is to make you feel comfortable and feel safe enough to really open up about your stuff. And like you were able to really remember things that happened to you that you probably had never told anybody. Right. So that's right. That's right. Maybe her just throwing the stuff out like about her, what, you know, made you feel like gave you, cause you said it made me feel like I was talking to a friend. Right. And maybe that really helped you then open up to yeah. her all the stuff that you needed to, so she could really help you. Yeah. So no, that's it. That's it. I, I don't know, but like I say, it was almost instantly I felt comfortable and it was a nice feeling for a change because I really haven't been able to talk to anybody about any of this. Yeah. And I've got so many things like anybody that knows me and has known me for years would be pretty shocked if they found any of this out because I've never told a soul about any of this. Uh-huh. Right. And, and to hear somebody after I explain everything and explain all the details sort of not agree with me, but sort of, uh, I guess, agree with me or side with me and say that it's not because I was feeling a little bit down on what I did and I because of me I, <laughs> telling no 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 because no. <laughs> I kind of like she explained it too she said you did what you had to do to make yourself feel better and it's not really a bad thing because if you feel better in the end that's what matters and I get that but at the same time I still said well maybe it's not the right way of going mm-hmm. and anyway because then she asked me if uh why I've never thought about having an affair and for me, that's a bit different because that's when it's an ongoing thing. And if you're, especially if it's another married woman, I really don't want to, it's not something I'm interested in. Yeah. But it's more than that too, because it's just, that's what was done to me. And I absolutely, now I'm not saying I'm any better than my wife was because I'm really doing the same thing she was. But at the same time, when you're having an affair, it's more than just sexual. And, you know, if it was a one-time thing and you're wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, I can no, almost listen, accept it. No, listen, that adds a whole other thing to cheating, and that's even more yes. devastating because there's an emotional connection. It means you're getting even more than just sex. So it, that's a whole other thing, and that is even worse, right, To for someone to sort of like, oh, yeah, I fuck somebody else, and then like, oh, my God, that's a, the worst thing ever. And then you say, and i in love with them. Like, that's a kick in the, like, that's like yeah. the, even worse, right, to that's find it. out. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I, and I don't want to do that, but. Mm-hmm. But when she asked you why would you would you want to have an affair, like is she just feeling you out, trying to make you see the difference, or is she telling you you should have an affair? Like I don't understand. It was never. I never got any more out of her than that. I just it was the question that was asked, and I just like I said, that's it may be a stupid thing to say, but that was the line I drew. So I don't want to go back and see anybody more than once. It's one of those things where it. It feels worse than just going out and doing your hour business and going home sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's again, a totally like, different story. That's it. And then you start getting emotional emotions involved. And I don't want to have another relationship going. That's basically what I told her. Yeah. It's not that I, I'm not, 
like I say, it's still kind of, even though it happened a long time ago, it's really raw on my, on my emotions for what she did to me. And I don't want to do that to somebody else. That's basically it. Yeah. Right. You, how could you not have empathy? You were in that position. You know what it feels like for sure. Yep. So it's going to be harder funny, for you than somebody else. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just in my mind. I justify it. I go do my escort thing. I do what I, ha- what I do and I go home and that's the end of it. I don't, I don't think about it again. I try not to stay in contact with them. It's just, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to kick though. It's one of those things where her thing is, she said, she thinks after talking to me that it's not so much the sexual thing that I'm addicted to. It's more the, uh, not the empowerment, but it, it's made me feel good about not just getting back at her, but feeling good about myself. Like it's given me some uh, confidence in my life where something I haven't really had ever. And she thinks maybe I'm getting addicted to the confidence more than the actual sexual encounters. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because that can make sense. Right. And you, I mean, listen, you have to get confidence from something else. Right. I mean, because that's why you have to keep going back. And it's like chasing the dragon because you're not really getting anything lasting because that's fake confidence. You're getting fake strength from doing that. That's what that's why revenge fucking doesn't work. And that's why no. you can't stop because what you're trying to get, you can't get from those escorts. You could only get from within your yourself you know and yeah. whatever that is well that's it well the the funny thing is though like after the last time we talked i i sort of really because i think you mentioned it actually too something about i started to feel more confident because i started to i've started to notice people noticing me more which i've never noticed in my life maybe because i wasn't paying attention but i actually took it to i went to my boss and i sort of I don't even remember how I did it, but I basically got myself a new job, which much better hours because I took my confidence and I basically said, listen, if you don't get me something better, I'm leaving. And I would have never done that before. So you do. So where do you think this new confidence has come from? Do you think it's from the escort? So maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I don't want to say that it is, but it's just being with only one person in your whole life. Mm -hmm. And no matter how good you feel about it, Mm-hmm. it's only one person. So you have a very small, uh, a very small sample size to know if you can make somebody happy, make somebody feel good about themselves. Right. And all, mm-hmm. I, all I've ever wanted to do is make somebody feel good. And when you go in and you see somebody for an hour and I've done it, I've never been able to do it before, but it, there was one time I actually went in, I was actually able to make somebody squirt right. and it was something to see. And she had said, she goes, I'm not, not not saying this to make you feel good but that's only ever happened once to me in my life and then she took a turn on me and it was just it was after that hour I felt so good about myself and at the same time I didn't because again I'm I'm cheating but I just like I I can't believe I did that and it's one of those things where I feel good that I can do something like that but it's mm-hmm. not something I can really share with anybody right 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 but it did sort of give you the confidence to go and get yourself a better job <laughs> well that's it and it's funny because I, like I told you, I, I would have never, ever, ever done that. I've been working in the same place for, again, almost 25 years now, and I've done almost the same job, and it was getting monotonous, and it was I was getting sick of it. But the old me would have just said, you know what, live with it. You can't, you're going to not be able to do any better for yourself. But then I said, it's enough. I'm going to try to take care of myself for a change because in my mind, I've been taking care of everybody for my entire life, and I'm sick of it. I also think that, like, because I really believe that when people go through really difficult things and they come out of it, right, they say the only way out of something difficult is if you go through it, right? You didn't just sort of 
like you went through what you had to deal with with your wife because you stayed with her like so you really had you know and you got to the other side as much as you could right which is was probably one of the hardest things you've ever had to do right is to get to a point where you could stay with her and sort of trust her and whatever like I said it was a hard pill to swallow but you did go through it and I mean don't you think that gives you confidence I mean I do believe that like going through difficult things and surviving Right. And knowing that, wow, you could your life could totally change and the rug could be pulled from beneath you and you could still be okay. It gives you the confidence to sort of shake things up in your life again in the because you're like, wow, I could I could do that and survive. Right. It's it's, I won't crumble. And I think because most people have a fear of change. But when change is thrown upon you, when you least expect it and you deal with it it helps you sort of don't you think that helps help yeah i think i think in a funny way this whole ordeal has kind of made me stronger because what was happening at the time when all this was going on and i didn't really know about it i was i felt crazy like i really thought i was going crazy i thought everything was in my head but then i believe it and it was just and it sounds dumb but it was sort of in the long run a relief to find out that i wasn't crazy i was the one i knew what was going on right because listen it's worse to be crazy than because at least, like, if you're crazy, it's a lifelong thing. Like, that kind of crazy, like, delusional crazy, thinking things in your head and shit, like, that crazy will probably never go away. But what you had to deal with, which is the fact that your wife was fucking cheating on you with someone that you know in work, like, that could be dealt with, done with, and there's, like, a beginning, a middle, and an end to that, right? And you could deal right. with that, right? So I think, yeah, it is better than being fucking nuts and delusional. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's what getting back to the therapist, she said that she thinks maybe that because I'm an addictive personality and stuff like that, maybe sort of not that I have multiple personalities, but there's always been a part of me underneath. It's been like super hypersexual that has been repressed all these years because I was mm-hmm. so focused on. And now because this has happened and I feel a little bit empowered that it's kind of getting out and it's getting hard to cover the scratch again. It's, it's like, Right. Okay. But let me ask you this. What has happened since the last time we talked? Like, what is your update to you? Like, what is the update that you were going to tell me? Is it that you're, you're still cheating with escorts? Is that you kind of like your therapist? Like, I don't know. At this point, I'm confused. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like, right. A couple of weeks after we talked about the whole porn thing and stalking bullshit, the I came in to see her and she was wearing a very, very, very short skirt and she was wearing high heels. Oh, my God. Wearing... Stop. When you were telling me the whole high heel thing in my head, I wanted to say to you, did she show up the next session with high heels on? I it, swear to you. And I don't know it, why I didn't say that. I'm so mad. It, it, it wasn't the next one, but maybe two or three weeks later. I don't remember, but I remember walking in and I kind of tried not to notice, but I noticed there's no not noticing that. It was very, and in my mind, back of my mind, I'm like, is she testing me? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I brushed it off and we just did our normal chatting for an hour and I went home. But in my mind, I'm like, something different there is happening. Uh And then we went, the next week when I went back, she was dressed more normally, well, normally, what yeah. she normally dresses, a little bit more yeah, conservative. Yeah. Okay. And she'd asked me if I'd thought about going back to doing my revenge fucking again, or escort, seeing escorts. And I, I, to be honest, I said, I, I've thought about it, but it's harder now with my new job because I have less time to myself, whereas before I'd have days off where I could get away and no one would know what I was doing. Yeah. 
But I said, I have a week coming up where my wife is leaving and my daughter's leaving. I'm going to be home alone for an entire week, which is actually right now. Yeah. Oh, right. So I said, right, right. I remember you when you emailed me, you like have this one week. Yeah, that's it. I've So it's kind of making it easier to do. So she said as an assignment, she wanted me just to look and see if I could find something that would interest me, which I thought was very odd, too. Yeah. So I, I went back came back to her the next week which was a two weeks ago uh-huh. and i said uh, i've just looked where i usually look you know you got back page and things like that and i had told her too about where my wife and i were looking at maybe seeing another couple but it had, hadn't quite worked out yet she's not it's not that she's not ready but she uh she's trying to get herself in better shape she doesn't feel good about right, herself right, and right, I'm, not, uh-huh. I'm not going to push her and she's working on it so I said, if it never happens i'm not i'm not putting any pressure but we were in contact with a couple here and there and it, it was looking promising, but I said, we're going to wait until yeah. she feels better. Mm-hmm. So when I came back to her, I said, I found a couple ads that interested me and I showed her from my phone. I said, this is what interests me. Yeah. And I said, and I also told her, I said, well, we were chatting with a couple, but the funny thing is this couple was also chatting with another couple and they gave me their contact info and we were using a Yahoo messenger. Yeah. And I chatted with a second couple and I told them, I said, listen, we're not ready yet. And they said something about, I don't remember how it came up, but they said, well, if she's not ready, ask me if I would be ready. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're basically like, they like to be, they like to be watched. They like to have somebody in the room watching them. And they would, they asked if I'd be interested because I have this week off. Yeah. And so the only boundary the only real boundary is i don't fuck her it's you watch yeah you can eat her out you can jack off she'll jack you off she'll blow you but that's it you're not allowed to put anything inside her okay but that the rest of the stuff that's a lot of stuff that could go down that's right yeah. i mean that's it it's pretty it's actually really 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 tempting because now again in my mind i'm thinking well i'm not fucking anybody but it's kind of <laughs> it's right. in my if if it, if I found out she was doing it, I wouldn't be very happy about it, like behind her back. Yeah. And anyway, so I so told you her all tell that. tell her that this is what you might do. It's appealing to you. Okay. Yes. And the one that I found, there's actually an escort for whatever. I just lucked out. She lives like 20 minutes from me, I think it is. And she's 26. She looks, pictures, you never can, you can never can uh, trust yeah, them. Yeah, but yeah, totally. I've been, I've been pretty lucky so far that the ones I have seen, they've been pretty, uh, pretty accurate. And, but she's not pushing me, but she says, if you were to do it, I'd like to hear about it. What your therapist? Yeah. Right. So she, so, so that's where you're at with her. Like she sort of like seems to be, I don't know. To me, it seems like she's pushing you in that direction now. Well, the other thing too, as I haven't told you yet, is the last time I saw her, she's on vacation for a couple of weeks now. Uh, when she come, she was coming back, she works in an office. There's like three or four different therapists in the same office. They share a secretary. The last time I saw her, because I have to drive an hour, she said, asked me if I'd be interested because she actually lives only about a half an hour from me. She says, if I'd be interested, maybe I could see her at her place instead. <laughs> so I'm not... I have in my head maybe what that means, but I'm not sure because, oh, like God, I said, I'm, all, all yeah, I'm dying. It's a little gray, but it's a little bit not gray. But it's like 
I want it to be black and white. Like I want her to just like really. Is there anything else that she's done that's like? I mean, is this that? Is that the last thing that she did? And and now yeah. she's away. Yeah, because I saw her. It was maybe two months ago. That's when the whole heels and things came in, and that really, really, really got my attention because, in my mind, that was a signal. Now I've always, my whole life, like I said, I was a, I was a nerd. I never noticed that. I, I always assumed people weren't paying attention to me, but maybe yeah. I just didn't see it. But right. I saw that, and I, in the back of my mind, thought maybe that was. And then this whole thing about trying to see it at her place, where there's no secretaries, there's no nobody around. It's and why? What, it, what was the reason why she'd see you at your house as opposed to this place? It was just because it was closer. That was her. What she said to me, she was maybe saving me the trip, but it would be later at night because her office closes at five o'clock or whatever. So it would be more like seven o'clock instead of five o'clock or before, I should say. And she said you could see me at my house. Does she? Did she say she sees patients there? Or I mean, I never asked. I thought it was a little bit strange, but she said the next time she comes back, we could talk about it more and decide if we wanted to go in that direction. <laughs> so I'm a little bit torn because I'm not sure what's going to happen if I go see her at her place. I'm torn. I'm confused too. I want you to go because I really want to see if she's going to make a pass at you because this is what I think with a therapist. And I it, like, listen, there's two things that could be going on. Like one, she is angling to fuck you. And I think any therapist is going to be manipulative about it. Right. And like, they wouldn't just straight up like be like, Hey, let's bang. Right. They would do the stuff that she's doing, which is like, sort of manipulate you into like when she tells you oh what you did wasn't wrong because it gave you confidence and do you are you thinking about cheating again she's like you know she's almost like pushing you in the direction so you start fucking other people like it seems that way to me and that's it, like very yeah. manipulative to do to somebody feels, in yeah. your position right and it, but that's her way of angling you to start banging her and cheating on your wife right and but that's the way a therapist who knows how mind fucking works, right? Would do it because she can't just come out and say, let's fuck, right? She could work you like mm -hmm. nobody's business because you're sitting there every day and you're paying for it, right? So she's got you sort of under there. She knows your weaknesses. She knows your thing, right? Listen, or we're totally re like thinking all these things are pointing to that, but they're not. Like, maybe she was wearing those high heels that day and that thing because she had a date afterward. Do you know if she's married or anything or what's going on with her? She's got nobody. She told me she's not married, no boyfriend. Okay. So, you know, it could be that she was going out on a date and that's why she had those high heels and that thing. I don't know. But when you put... And I, like I said, I do believe that somebody that's a therapist right and I this is why I always say it takes a while to sometimes find the right therapist because I think a lot of people that get into that profession are fucking whack jobs okay like I'm sorry <laughs> like the most you and you want to know how I know that because I had one friend and I, I will never say her name not even her first name let's just call her Joan right and Joan was a fuck. She was my she was my roommate very early on. When I lived in New York, like in my twenties, right? And she was a fucking psychopath. Okay, like she. I mean, she was fun when you're in your twenties. Psychos are like fun, right? But like once they're over thirty, they're like she was like a mental institutions. Like she was like straight okay. up like 
anyone that knows her knows she's been in mental hospital. She tries to kill herself. She can't handle one thing in life without winding up like in a fucking straitjacket. Okay, this is how mental she is. And supposedly, because I'm not friends with her anymore, but I know her brother that she's like living in Israel and she's like one of the top social workers there. It's like how <laughs> like and, but this is happens all the time. Like so many of the people that wind up so interested in that stuff are interested because they're trying to figure themselves out because they're such blatant messes, right? So that's why you get a lot of... I literally had... I always thought I would write a book and have one chapter be called My Strength, the Paralyzed Lesbian. I had a... therapist when I was younger in high school because I was like thrown out of lots of schools who literally made a pass at me underneath the table like during a school meeting in front of my yeah, parents. I no, remember like, you telling or hearing that. Yeah. Right? And like she did this and like and it totally fucked with my head but she knew my history like she yeah. knew. So these people you know are really fucked up the way they go about it. It's never direct like i was saying like i wish she would do something black and white like i want to know yeah. right it's so gray but that's their way they're fucking manipulative and i well, you know what i'm saying because that's the nature that's the game they play like that's that's what they're doing for a living they're manipulating you to tell your feelings to show your vulnerabilities to get inside your mind to figure out who you are right uh, so and they use that in a way if they're these people are boundary pushers and they're abusers and because I mean it's fucked up what she's doing if you ask me exactly well that's what like I said after a few visits I started to think maybe that was what was going on but like I'm so stupid when it comes to that I never could never could decide if it was the case or it was all in my head again I well, was starting to get cr- crazy and you know feeling. and listen the, the 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 thing that happened to you when you were young with the nurse doesn't help your sort of mind to know what's right and wrong because I'm the same way I had shit happen to me when I was younger that fucked with my head right so like to this day I'm always like I know she was feeling me up like in the middle of my leg inappropriately but like I don't know whether that's right or wrong like and people are always like of course that's wrong Kathy and I'm like but I don't know that because I think of of other things that happened to me so I think when you're sort of abused and you don't know like it sort of fucks with that feeling of like your own boundaries because they were sort of they're not clear to you right because people pushed your boundaries when you were younger right like that nurse that was like highly inappropriate what happened to you and you're in a hospital situation you're sick like you know on so many levels that was so wrong right but I think that that really fucks with your sort of view of what's right and wrong in the future because I know stuff like that happened to me and then I don't even know whether when I'm 17 and some ladies like almost fingering me under the table whether that's I'm like I know I like in my mind I think it's wrong but on some level I don't know if it was wrong do you know what I mean you don't uh, you start to doubt yourself no I exactly know what you mean because as she's meant talking through this the last few times I saw her I was thinking the exact same thing I kind of feel the exact same way I did with a nurse it was like it felt really good but I knew it was deep down I knew it was wrong like something you feel like something's going on. and I think you could trust that like with that therapist that I had that wound up making a pass at me I used to tell my friends like I just feel like she wants me like she'd look at her tits and look at like I don't know she would ask me like stuff about sex like there was just something about it that I always felt was weird like I never like to share sex stuff with her because I I don't know I just and I think you could trust your intuition and I think that there's just a couple things that you said that she's done that to me are sort of inappropriate one is the fact that she told you she started banging tons of people two is the fact that she told you what you did was good and right and not bad I, I 
I'm sorry. And like I said in the beginning when I was explaining your situation, I told you if there's like a different kind of guy out there that calls up and is like cheating and that's just a part of his thing and he doesn't feel bad because it's just whatever. You know what I mean? That's a very different situation than somebody like you. You know, that knows, did feel wrong about what you were doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you take that away? I don't know. And the fact that she's trying... To make, I don't know, to turn it into something that's like an empowering thing for you. Yeah. That's, yeah. And the thing is, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm super, super attracted to her. If I wasn't married, I wouldn't <laughs> think twice about this. It's just. Well, duh. Yeah, She's I'm, a nine. I'm, She's 28. You're 45. You've, yeah. like, come on. You have a thing for escort. You know, you have this itch. She knows about it. The fact that yeah. she tells you, are you thinking about doing it? Does she, she says to you, let me see the people that you want to fuck? Like, I mean. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Uh, I'm, it's one of those things I know it's not right, but I, I just, I can't help myself. I know I'm, I'm I, secret. And I have to tell you, I feel just as confused of you, uh, you, as you. I don't think it's right for you to fuck her, but I'm, I'm hoping you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't yet. Cause like I, I said, mean, I haven't. Seen I just want to, it's so bad for you, but I want you to go to her house and I want to see, and listen, I don't think if you go to her house, she's going to like make a pass at you the first time. I really no. think it's like a slow, this is the way it happens with people like this. It's a slow, I think she's working it. I don't know. What are you on a scale of one to 10? I forget. Did I ask you last uh, time? Are you attractive? No, you didn't actually. Well, the thing is, if you'd asked me that two years ago before all this, or three or four years ago, I should say, before all this happened, I would have given myself a six, I'd say. But I I sort of see myself in a different light now. I'm more like a seven. And if you really get to know me, I think I'm more like an eight. My personality, like I am. Right. And that helps with girls. With girls, yeah. it's a, like a personality and swagger and like confidence. Like all that totally adds up. That's why you see like really hot girls going out with ugly guys sometimes because they're really fucking funny or they're cocky or they're really charming. Like, you know, that that's like it's very – it's different with guys but with girls like – there's a lot of other things that play into how women are attracted to a guy. It's not just a physical thing. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one other thing. Like as we talk about things, she would always ask me like what, when you go through your experiences you had, was there one thing that stood out? And it's, not stupid to say, but one thing that stood out was a lot of times they had always mentioned, oh, you're so good and you're actually a lot bigger than I would have pictured, which sort of sounds like an insult. Yeah. But it's not because like she, she actually explained, cause I'm not a very, I may be five foot seven. Yeah. I'm not super heavy, but yeah. I do, I do a lot of manual labor. So I'm pretty, pretty muscular. I yeah. don't, I'm, I don't have a six pack, but yeah. besides that, I'm pretty, the In thing shape. is for what I, for what I have down below, it's actually probably bigger than what people expect that I have. So it looks bigger than it probably really is. But you tell she's her she's asking me this. Yes, I did. And I thought after I said again, I just get lulled into it. It's like you said, it's but what almost did she like I get mind you? fucked. It was just because she wanted to know like what what I took out of the experiences that sort of stayed in my memory. Like it was all I've never had really a bad experience with them. I had one that wasn't very good. But besides that, I've had really good experiences. But the one thing they always commented on was that I was very big or at least bigger than they thought I would <laughs> so be. So now I, she I, knows I you have a big dick. Yeah. That you like to cheat on your wife. Like, I mean, yeah. she could be getting horny for you. And I'm fucking idiot because I just go through it and I think after, like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. But let me just throw something else out here. And this is like, uh, this is, 
if I would say percentages, it's 80% she's trying to bang you, 20% what I'm going to, the scenario I'm going to tell you now. Okay, let's say 80, 75% she's trying to bang you, 5% we're totally wrong and she's not trying to and she's just doing her job and trying to like figure things out for you and help you sort of clear things up in your mind. And then 15% is this scenario. And I feel this way for some of my guy friends that go to therapists and then they come back and they tell me like their therapist wants them. And I'm like, you are just reading into things because that's like what you want. It's like a projection. You're projecting your feelings onto her. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so you're reading into all this stuff and sort of seeing it in a way like you say that she just tells says to you what uh, about the experiences was interesting to you or what stood out and you said oh the fact that I have a bigger dick than they think but what you said before that was like yeah she asked me she's asking me these crazy questions but she didn't really ask you how big your dick is right like that exactly <laughs> yeah said she said that so that could just be that could be listen if you're a therapist and you're just trying to figure out what about a thing is making someone go back and what about like, you know, and it's something you're addicted to, you know, to, to, to try to find out what it is that in your mind that stands out about those experiences, right? Or makes you feel, you know, is a part of maybe what she needs to find out. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yet yep. maybe if you're projecting your own feelings onto her because you want her to like you or you want that scenario to be because you feel so trustworthy because it's a very, there's a thing. What's the fucking name of it now? I don't know why. I can't remember the name. Uh, you know, when you fall in love with your therapist, like it happens all the time. It's, uh, uh, what is that? Transference, right? Okay, yeah. Transference. And and that it happens and like therapists, a good therapist will work through it with somebody, but that, that is a very common thing that happens. And, you know, and so like, cause I had a friend who'd always be like, Oh, my therapist fucking wants me. And I'm like, yeah, but that you're a narcissist and she knows you're a fucking narcissist. And she knows that their narcissists will only like people that fucking love them. So of course she has to act like she loves you because that's her only way of getting you to open up and feel comfortable. So she's probably just really fucking smart, but he, he thinks she wants to fuck she wants to fuck him do you know what i mean and then i have another yep. friend who's going to therapist and he's just like oh she laughs so much at all my jokes and i'm like yeah because she wants you to feel comfortable <laughs> you know what i mean so like yep. i don't know like is that the same thing going on here is she sort of letting you feel like is she trying to give you confidence make you feel like good about yourself trying to point out positive things like i don't know I yeah, think, that's I don't know. Yeah, that's no, that's what I uh, originally that's what I thought. I said it, it's probably all in my mind. I don't I don't really think she but it's just But then these one of those other things, things. Start, what about the yeah, house? Yeah, I know. It's, and you know like I told her too like a few months ago I started to not that I couldn't, but I was what I used to do was when I tried when I get the itch I I'd, I'd uh, watch porn and i jack try to get it out of my system i get it out of my yeah. system so i wouldn't go out and do yeah, it yeah yeah but mm-hmm. i started to i mean i'm 45 now and it's a little bit harder for me to buy myself to get up and get ready to go and to yeah. do it in a quick time where i don't get caught by anybody yeah so i said what i did was i went and did some research and i remember a few years ago i uh, saw or read an interview with peter north and he was talking about this cocktail of supplements he takes that helps him has those big fucking shots at the end of his scenes mm-hmm. but he wouldn't give it up so i did some research and i found a list of things you could take natural supplements you could take that would help mm-hmm. get you going again so i started 
experimenting to see what would work better with me. And sure enough, once I found the right combination for me, I started to, when I would pull out for my wife, I would shoot across the bed into her face. It was just oh it, by God. accident. It was, but it was, I mean, it, it really, really worked. I was, I, I was think you might she, have to give the cocktail out to my listeners. <laughs> you could do that well, on the next one. Yeah. So go on. Anyway, so I tell her about this and the thing that's happened though, I've noticed, cause I started that maybe in January, mm-hmm. just trying to mix and match and see what worked. So the only problem is the side effect is it's making me super fucking horny and I can't what I had before has been amplified by like 50% now. Right. And it's, I dropped one of my daughter's friends off at her mother's place and her mother's really nice looking. And I'm just thinking, fuck, I'd like to get into that. And I'm like, I'm not that I never thought that before, but it's yeah, like, but now it feels it, like you, you would, you won't stop. Like you, you, you will actually cross the line and, and do it. It's yeah. almost, and I told her, I said, it's almost like I've gone back to when I was like 15 or 17 years old. And I, I was so hard, even though I did resist back then, it's really, really hard for me now. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's a good feeling in a way because normally by this age, from everything I've heard and read, people start slowing down, but it seems like I'm ramping up more and more. And it's like, almost like the wind blows the wrong way and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, maybe a part of it is because that therapist is like pushing you in that direction. It could be. And, you (laughs) know, like talking about all that sex stuff, all the like, you know, that's what you're really sort of discussing a lot. And right. I mean, you go to her once a week. Every other week. Every other week. Okay. Yeah. And so so those are the standout things that she has. She done anything else that you can remember that you think might be inappropriate? No, that's that's it. And it's just it's one of those things where it started off. Well, started off normally and then it sort of not crossed the line but i felt so comfortable that i didn't think twice about telling her everything and it in a way it it really felt good because it was nice to talk to somebody that well listen that's her job to make you feel comfortable enough to tell her so that's good that has nothing to do with her that has to do with you and that is good that you feel comfortable with your therapist to really open up and tell her stuff and then you know maybe her telling you you're I don't know I just think it was like weird when she said like you weren't wrong like you shouldn't feel bad about it I don't know that's what I was gonna say like it it was kind of nice in a way too to kind of hear like somebody not or just coming out and judging you saying you shouldn't do this you should never do this you should never do it again you were wrong to do it it was she understood and maybe that was part of why I felt so comfortable with her Right. So maybe that was a good thing. Like maybe yeah. as a therapist, that's what you should like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I think it was like, wrong in the situation because you just it, the fact is that you don't feel you did feel bad about it. Like, that's just who you are. Like, that's just you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe the right therapist is to tell you not to feel bad about that. I don't know. You know what I mean? She kind of thinks it's OK for you to see escorts. Yep, that's it. And that's what I was going to say. Like, because of that now, I'm started in my head, like, maybe I should. It's been over two, a little over two years since I've done it. And it's, I'm really, especially now, I've got a week to myself and I've got two or three different things that I could go to. And, and what no did one your therapist the tell you about that when you showed her about the, the stuff, you know, the, the action that you could have set up? What did she say about it? All she said was, I should do what makes me happy. That was it. No more, no less. Do what makes you happy. That's that's a weird thing to say too as a therapist. I mean, I, yeah. to me, it's normally a lot deeper than that. Do what no, makes you was, happy. I mean, you know. Like I said, I showed her there was a couple things, and I'd actually texted a couple of these people just to, and I showed her the text. I said, "This is what," and it's not. I don't 
it's not like I go into big detail, but it's just sort of in the, when I did it before, I sort of get a feeling like I, the first few times I went to see an escort, it was not an agency, but it was like, I told you, but the last time it was set up in like a motel and there was yeah. girls working there. It was a schedule, but as I, the internet, it's really, really good. And it's really, really bad because it's opened my eyes to there. There's escorts everywhere. Mm-hmm. And where, where I live, I live a good hour and a quarter away from the next big city. And I never would have thought that only 20 minutes from me, there'd be somebody doing this. And it's much easier to find now. The only problem is it's too easy now. And <laughs> right. it's one of those things, like I said, I haven't done it in so long. And, and it's, it's almost like I'm really itching and it's hard not to scratch the itch right now. It's really, really hard. And with her not coming back for another five or six days, I, I don't know if I can hold out. Right. And you haven't done it in how long? It's been a little over two years now. Right. And now is there like, is there anything else going on or is it just strictly that your wife isn't here and it's sort of available that like that would be making you sort of want to act out and do something like is there? Not really. But the, the funny thing was too, before she left, I just joked around with my wife and I just said, cause she knows that I'm like hyper fucking sexual. Yeah. I just said as a joke, I said, well, what am I going to do for pussy while you're gone? And I said, I don't know if I can make it a week without you. And she said, well, why don't you call one of your numbers? She and said that kind of, yeah. And it kind of floored me. Cause I'm like, how do I react to that? Yeah. And what so she I, said? I, nothing. She just says, all, you do what you have to do when I'm gone. And I so take you think that maybe she joke. knows that you fuck I don't her? know because back when, when this all came out, when I found, uh, before I should say, when, when she was actually doing it and I was suspicious, she was friends, she was friends with the guy's wife. And when her, his wife would come over, I couldn't stand her. So I'd get out of town. I just go for a drive, but I never did anything at that time, but I was getting anyway, she had said something along the lines of why don't you go see one of your friends? And it was a joke, but I thought after she thought I was going cheating on her, like, yeah. At that time. And I hadn't yet because I didn't really know that that was what was really going on. I was honestly just getting right, out but of Maybe she was, you know, that was a projection on her part because she was cheating on you. She just assumed you were maybe. cheating on her. You know what I mean? But I don't know if she knows, but I'm kind of wondering if she maybe thinks because she did tell me we had that one time where we went together. We saw an escort on our first yeah. anniversary mm-hmm. after we were married. Yeah. And she had, she had said that she didn't she didn't really see a problem with it because it was just sex. There was yeah. no emotion involved. And it well, stuck listen, with this me. Is, that's what you need to work on. This is what you need to do. I mean, you are in open conversation with your wife about having, you know, sex with other people in your relationship. The only problem that's standing in your way is her weight, right? Mm-hmm. You've had a conversation. You fooled around with an escort with her once before. She's told you straight to your face that she sees that as different. So you need to get permission from your wife to do this. And I do believe that you can get that permission. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that because I think if I could do it maybe once every two or three months, just one time, maybe four times a year. Yeah. You, get it out of my be, system. I don't have to hide it. Yeah. yeah wouldn't that be great? Just, oh, fuck. It'd be so good. I think she's fucking down. And yeah. I think that's where all of this 
sexual energy needs to be put and you have a very good chance of being able to, you know, have your cake and eat it too within your relationship without losing everything, without feeling bad about yourself with, and you know, and that is going to be the top of the fucking mountain, right? That's what everybody sort of wants. And I think there's a good chance that you could have that with your wife, considering everything that you say. And I think that that's the best way for you to go than to be like, you know, three months down the line, fucking your therapist or with these stupid escorts. It's just not you. I think the open relationship with your wife that you love, that you still have good sex with is the way to go and and put the escorts in there. And then you have everything that you want. And that's what I yep. that's what I hope for you at the end of this year. I hope I get an update three months from now. Okay, I want to know what the fuck's going on. Uh, you got to <laughs> keep me posted when there is a black and I need a definite because I need to know what's going on with the service. Like I said, there's a, a I'm split. I'm torn. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm curious what my listeners think. They'll write in, you know. But let me know when she gets back. If you go to her out house, what starts to yeah. go down with that? Keep me posted. And like I said, before you do anything okay. with her, if you feel like it's getting close, please call in. Let's have a, our own little unprofessional therapy session before you go in with the big dog therapist. That's gonna yeah. fucking okay. man, my manipulative. I'll try and help you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know if that's good. Right. Like people might be like, why cock block him to fucking twenty? No, let's. But I'm the same way. I, I'm really, really, really confused. I don't know. Like I said, I like exactly what you said. I kind of can see it from both angles and I, I don't know which way to go. And I'm very tempted to just see how it plays out, but I don't know where I can stop it if it starts to go a certain way. I think that somebody that's like a therapist that's trying to do that is kind of messed up. And I think that I, 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 I don't think it's a good place to go. I just don't. I really don't. No, I think you should I, stay away from that shit. I don't care how hot she is. You could fuck a real girl that's 28 with your wife I just think if that girl is really doing that as as she something's wrong with her because I think that's really inappropriate and so I think you should steer clear of that shit because she could be a psychopath okay and you don't know what she does when she has your in her grips right if she fucks you and you say I don't want to do this anymore I feel guilty then she could like you don't know what goes on with someone that's like because if someone is doing that and they're literally risking their career for that they're mentally unstable and you can't trust a mentally unstable woman or man okay you don't know what the fuck happens after that happens do you know what I mean yeah. I mean, there's you you see watch Dateline. There's been therapists that have gotten their patients to kill people for them because they get in there, oh, and, yeah. you know. So if that's what she's doing and she's trying, you don't want to be a part of that because that means she's fucking cuckoo for cocoa puffs, and she could wind up at your door <laughs> telling your wife. I'm just telling you, just if that's what's going on, I wouldn't. No, I like, wouldn't yeah. go there because it'd be a whole actually- bag of trouble. It's actually funny you mentioned that because I'm addicted to to like Dateline or the Investigation Discovery Channel and I watch all those shows and it's like, fuck, I don't want to end up on that show. I know. I'm waiting for one of my callers to wind up on that show, but I I don't think (laughs) it's not going to be you, Don. I I want you to be just having that open, fun relationship with your wife. I think you're a clean cut guy and that's where you guys that's that's where the people that are the most successful it's people like you that take part in that kind of a thing and and it's and it's a healthy part of a, a long-term marriage and i've seen it work before for guys like you very monogamous guys that have no problem being monogamous but want that itch trust me it's for you and it's going to okay. happen so yeah. keep me posted good luck and like i said if you're getting close to fucking that girl call me asap i have you back on no matter anytime you want to be on okay all right. All right. All thanks right. so much for calling in again. It was a good story. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye, Don. Bye. Bye.
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.